0: Jalen Rose, I'm David Jacoby, we are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we do? We get a peep Yes. Oh, what they want. What a difference a weekend makes, Mr. Rose. When we had a show on Friday, we felt one way about a couple series that have completely changed over the weekend. We will get to that, but we have a major announcement today in the news. Woj reporting Nikola Jokic will be a back-to-back MVP of the NBA. And I'm pretty sure when the voting
1: is revealed, it's going to be extremely close. These games that you're showing late in the season, at Philly in particular, I think probably swayed a couple of people towards the end. I appreciate all of the top players that were involved in this category played the entire season. Embiid, Giannis, they knew how important it was to play the marathon. But anytime you get two thousand points, one thousand rebounds, and five hundred assists, and that's something that in a only season, he, not a career. In a in a season, and he's the only person to have done that. Yet his wins are comparable of the Sixers and the Bucks, who had, um, who, who uh, for a Denver team who didn't have Michael Porter Jr. and who didn't have Jamal Murray, it was a terrific feat. So, I voted for Jokic, but could have easily gone and easily gone beat as well.
0: The Heat were up 2-0. Mm-hmm. Number one seed in the conference, looking great. However, the series moved to Philly, and the series has completely changed, and a lot of that is because of James Harden last night. So, I
1: have one word, expectations. And when I see James Harden become a terrific facilitator, a great passer, and an unselfish playmaker, I won't ignore the fact that they need his buckets cuz he's an all-time great scorer. Yep. And last night reminded me to keep my standards the way they were because that's what the Sixers are going to need. I love seeing Maxi emerge and Danny Green making threes. And Embiid playing like an MVP candidate. But to bring this thing home, they needed Harden to score.
0: Yep. And that's what he did. That is what he did. Last night he had that step back working, you know, and um, I feel like this, and you tell me as a player, he hears everyone say that he's not the same. He hears everyone say that he needs to reinvent himself. He hears everyone say that he lost a step. How much does that motivate him to do what he did? So that's the media's job without
1: making it personal or name-calling. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to actually get into this business. I felt like there were so many people who were breaking down the game but it had a personal agenda or they were calling a person a name, right? For James Harden, for me, I just wanted to see him be aggressive and play more, play better. That's why I said he had an attempted at 50-20 uh, field goal attempts. That was about aggression. And so it was great to see him play with confidence. And you know what else he played with? Emotion. Mm-hmm. Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. You know why? Let me teach everybody something. Because that game mattered. Because
0: if they lose yesterday, what happens, Jacoby? Extension talks become what we talk about when we talk about the Sixers. If they win this series, getting that extension just feels a lot better for the the ownership group in Philadelphia. Talk to me. And so
1: he's regarded just like we regard other all-star level MVP guys that should be still in their prime at his age. And I talked to him about performing like a used car and Chris Paul being a classic. Well, last couple of days, they flipped roles. Mm-hmm. And so I want to give James Harden a lot of credit for
0: stepping up the way he did. Absolutely. One thing I wanted to point out about this, even in a loss, was Jimmy Butler's performance from last night. One thing I saw from Jimmy Butler is how aggressive he has been. He went at Joel Embiid time and time again when Joel Embiid was covering him. Look at him. Jimmy Butler's like, oh, what are you, 7'2"? I don't care. Look at him. Oh, Joel Embiid, you're too far from me? I don't care. Like, I just love how aggressive he was no matter who was in front of him, even if it was Joel Embiid. Absolutely. And the thing about Jimmy
1: is he understands he has to be buckets in this series. And the heat, they need to make Joel and B work defensively. That's why you downsize your lineup. And when I watch Jimmy Butler post up Joel and B, and I watch Luca post up anybody on the Suns, like that's like punching the bully. It's like, okay, it's got 10 people about to rush me cool, but doom, when I drop him, every the other nine scatter like sheep. And so that's the mentality that Jimmy was approaching the game with. But here's one adjustment that I think that the Miami Heat are going to have to make. Duncan Robinson probably should play. See, when I'm watching them play, like Gabe Vincent had a couple of shots that would have changed the game, but he missed them. Mm -hmm. Like they were missing timely shots that I believe that Duncan Robinson would have knocked down. So here's the adjustment. If Harden's going to be scoring anyway... Now you have Robinson in there because it doesn't seem like much of a liability. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens next game. I believe he only played one minute the last two games. Yeah, he I played. would not be surprised if people start texting me and tweeting me when Duncan Robinson checking that game because Bam having over 20 and Jimmy playing the offense the way he did. Kyle Lowry, he's banged up.
0: He is. He doesn't look the
1: same. Kyle Lowry's banged no, he's up. He's grabbing his hands Kyle, after Kyle, every possession. Like we, we thought Kyle Lowry should be a game changing acquisition. That now is the time of year where he could be a game changer with his championship pedigree, but he seems hurt. And then the other thing is PJ Tucker's gonna give your give his all defensively, but he's a, he he's intimidated to shoot. Like he get an open shot, it's like triple handoff. Like, he's literally trying to go after offensive rebounds all of the time. Like, he does not want to really shoot the ball. So having both of those guys on the floor for a lot of minutes, I think that's going to change when they go
0: to Miami. And I think the change is going to start with Duncan Robinson. Look forward to seeing that. You mentioned Luka. Luka has changed the series against the Phoenix Suns almost single-handedly. Had himself a game. The thing I like about Luka is that he's an equal opportunity employer.
1: And he purposely looks at, like, I saw him do this, and it's hilarious. I did this because he's not fast. No. So when you're not fast, guess what you have to do? Your mind has to be a computer of who's in front of me. Okay, Aiden's in front of me. He can slide this way, can't slide that way. Bridges is in front of me. I can go to the post. Campaign's on me. I can go to the post. CP3's on me. I can face up and or go to the post. And so you know what I'm gonna do to send a message: when y'all put Cam Johnson on me, because he's even bigger and more athletic, I'm gonna post him too. Mm-hmm. When y'all put Cam Crowder on me, because he's bigger and stronger, I'm gonna post him too. So you know what this? You know what's the problem for the Phoenix Suns? Usually they have a guy that can, you can put on the other teams opposing perimeter guy and slow him down. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with Luke. And, of course, the three-point shooting of the Mavs was that extraordinary was the in the first half. Yeah, air. because Luka didn't
0: even have a crazy game, but it was just everyone was knocking but, down but, three.
1: but look at it like a fight, though. So what ends up happening is Luka becomes the centerpiece, and that is the thing that allows you to get the drawing kicks, the dribble drives. That's the thing that Kleber and Finney Smith get to feed off of. Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dinwiddie started to make shots. Your guy Bertan started to make shots. And before you know it, everybody feeling
0: they sell. Fill they sell. Why, why Bertans got to be my guy? Bertans is not my guy. He is your Bertans, guy. Bertans is not my guy. Oh, okay, gotcha. Bertans gotcha, is okay, not my gotcha, guy. Gotcha,
1: don't gotcha, put gotcha. that on me. Don't put <laughs> that on me. Why, why he's Bertans balling gotta yesterday. Why Bertans got to be my guy all of a sudden? No one yeah. else is my guy. Once we get to Bertans, man. now he's my guy. You was uh, Because you was criticizing the fact that he got an $80 million deal with Washington, yeah. that he came to the mass and ain't did nothing. Yes. And so I saw him catch and shoot instantly yesterday. And get don't do bucket, anything else. Bucket.
0: Well, Bucket. Bucket. And, and 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 they literally shot them down and made this a long series. One of the stories from this game, obviously, is the fouls called against Chris Paul. Um there I mean, look, you could watch the replays over and over and over again and find some contact, but I thought there were at least two calls on him that were ridiculous. Like ridiculous. So I gotta tell everybody something. Like the officials
1: were staring at CP yesterday. Luca was on the verge of having the same game CP had. Follow me here. Luca was on the same verge of having the game C P me. Five points? I'm, I'm gonna rewind to you what happened at the beginning of the game. Luca got his first foul around the time, if not before CP did. But he was so mad about that first foul. He's guarding Crowder away from the ball, denying him, bumping him, bumping him, bumping him, bumping him. They don't call a foul, but he's still mad about it. He gets a technical foul. You remember that? Yep. So they start watching him, and then all of a sudden, Luca look up like, wait a minute. CP got two fouls? I'm going to take him to the post. Yep. And then before you know it, CP gets his third foul. And then it's the end of the half, right? You put CP back in for offense, you feel like I'm putting him back in for offense.
0: He's a 37-year-old vet. There's no chance he's going to pick up another foul.
1: You can't be going after an offensive rebound. He's probably done that twice in this season. <laughs> he where this he season. shot the ball and got the offensive Knew rebound and miss. put it back yeah. in. That's one. So that lets you know just his headspace wasn't there as an intellect, as a competitor. It happens to the best of them. Like, he had a career-high first-half turnovers in the previous game. Then he had a career-high... Four fouls in the first half. So you ask yourself, why is Chris Paul so bad in the first half against Dallas? It's because he knows what I know. They can't stop Luca. And when he's on Luca, normally when Chris Paul is guarding somebody, I remember him having series where he was guarding Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, early Durant yeah, guarding him well. Yeah, usually, usually when when you put Bridges on him, it's like we ain't got to worry about that. Bridges, second Defensive Player of the Year. Luca, like not Luca. Nah, Luca ain't worried about nothing. Not Luca. And so that, to me, I think is something. Along with Reggie Bullock, I got to say his name into the atmosphere. Making threes, picking up 94
0: feet. Lu- Lu- Bullock Guard- has done Guarding it. Guarding Chris Paul. Former great Hall of Fame caliber Detroit Piston, Former New York Knicks as well. Reggie Bullock. Jalen Rose, you talked about Chris Paul's headspace earlier, and we saw some video from the stands of where Chris Paul's headspace was late in the game. Remember, he fouled out. He's already angry, and allegedly there was some physical contact between a fan, perhaps that fan who's being escorted out, and the family of Chris Paul on Mother's Day.
1: So I analyzed Chris Paul, the basketball player. Now let me talk about Chris Paul, the human being. He's definitely one of my favorite professional athletes of all time. Mm. Um, as somebody that's a founder of a, a, a charter high school, Chris Paul is very philanthropic. And one of the things that he's personally done is had the scholars of the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy attend his basketball camp in Carolina for years. Wow. For years. And he, early when I first started the school, along with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irvin, attended the camp to support the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. So when you see me talk about them as athletes and what I see in a box score has nothing to do sometimes with what I think about them as human beings. And if Chris Paul going to respond the way he responded, something happened. Mm-hmm. And he's the public athlete. LeBron falls into this category. Steph Curry falls into this category. That I've always admired watching them be sons, husbands, fathers, brothers, teammates, leaders, all for public consumption because that's a lot. You know what I mean? And you mentioned it was Mother's Day. Probably had his mother there. Probably had his wife there. They're getting waxed. He's having his worst game. And then all of a sudden, when I file out, somebody bumping into my people? Like, I know why he took it the way he took it. I saw where he took it on social media.
0: And I feel him. I'm not mad at him at all. Well, something tells me Chris Paul's going to have a big game six in this one. Oh, he will. Something tells me he's going to have a big game six when he gets back to Dallas and plays one those fans again. Oh, I'm talking about game six when they're back in Dallas. Okay. Jalen Rose. We haven't discussed Giannis yet. We haven't discussed the Celtics and Bucks series. This just going back and forth and back and forth. It came down As to the wire on go. Saturday. We'll break that down in much more right after this. You're watching JJ. and j
1: you the people! Jalen and Jacoby
0: is brought to you by Duracell. Engineered for more. Thank you for watching Jalen and Jacoby on television. But don't forget to subscribe and follow the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. We always do exclusive content just for our podcast listening audience, where we talk about all the things they don't let us talk about on television. <laughs> Coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck here, at Pier Seventeen in New York City. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, Game One: Bucks dominate the Celtics. Game Two: Celtics dominate the Bucks. Game Three came down to the wire in Milwaukee. At the very end of the game, Marcus Smart rises up to shoot a three-point shot. Gets fouled. In my opinion, in the act of shooting, the refs give him two shots. He makes the first one. And then, this is, you can't execute this much better than that. Gets his own rebound. Gets his try. They get another tip. Get another tip. The final tip goes in, but a little too late. Bucks win the game.
1: You know, Marcus Smart, being a defensive player of the year, and... Plays with a level of physicality that you just don't see at the guard position. He and Drew Holiday both do that. Mm-hmm. I believe that last play, literally when he shot the three, but then when he missed the free throw and got the rebound,
0: he was actually a victim of not flopping. No one's ever accused Marcus Smart of not flopping. Correct. So let, let me give you some game. What do you mean on this, this putback Yeah, look, because Bobby right Portis, right there, yeah.
1: he could have got, got a foul from Bobby. He yep. could have sold that. He could have held onto the ball
0: and fell to the A lot around. of people, like, tr- yep.
1: trust me, as somebody that's faked a lot of flops and flopped to get a lot of foul calls, if he holds on to that ball, good point. Just a one more set, just a millisecond. Goes to the ground, forces them to either call it travel Boom. or a foul. Yeah. That's the first thing that I thought when I saw that.
0: Great, great analysis. Um, because, because
1: because and then at the three line, but here's the here's the first one I'm talking about. Like he he saw the play happening and he anticipated that he was gonna get hit. But the reason why, and I believe it was a bad call, but the reason why they called it a non-shooting foul is because he's facing the sideline. Mm. See, look, do the play again. If if he turns his hips and he really does the rake underneath like CP3 and sells it. Then they Mm, don't have a choice but to do
0: it. Shoulders are kind of facing the bench. You
1: see see what I'm saying? When he first first squares it, he's facing the sideline. That's what gives the ref a sight gag to give him an out. And then when he misses, the free throw so perfect, so perfect. It's never executed like that. He grabs the ball, and Bobby Portis was about to foul him. But he, like, not really knowing how much time because people never really missed a free throw that way. He's like, I got to get this thing up
0: there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then it became a rush. I think Tom Time Lord had a great yeah, shot yeah, at like, it. Orford th- had another shot at it. And the second time, he got it in just a little too late. Time Lord got to go with two hands.
1: See, every, like, like play the play again. <laughs> like, 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 like you are big. And I'm telling you, I'm, I, I guarantee you that's what he's saying to himself. One, he didn't oh, yeah. square his hips. And two, when you don't square your hips, you get a rep. So but watch time. Watch Lord on this Time one. Lord's tip. Bottom He's number forty-four screen. in green. Like if he takes, look at it, Lopez leaves him. Bang. Oh. See, like he, he 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 didn't go straight up. He just like he just like volleyballed it. And so again, great intensity for the Celtics to make it a close game late because they were losing. But the idea that this play cost them the game, it did not. No, the Boston Celtics. The last quarter and a half attempted 17 free I mean, throws the Bucks, and the
0: Bucks attempted zero. Exactly. So if we're going to complain about the 17 this call and that call. 17-0. And, we and have one to, team got
1: Giannis on let's it. Let's acknowledge it
0: was Giannis. Let's acknowledge Giannis for a second because no there was so much action at the end of the game that it almost overshadowed another just dominant Giannis performance. They just don't have an answer for him. Remember that one game when Greg Williams was the answer? I'm telling you right now. When you're watch when you're watching Giannis play –
1: that's exactly what Luca learned to do on the perimeter. Like when I'm watching Luca play against the Suns, that's exactly what he's doing to them. He's bullying them. Mm-hmm. And what Giannis didn't do is settle. It's like I tried jumper because I worked on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I made a three, cool. I missed one air ball, I'm not shooting one of these for a while. Oh, I'll shoot a mid-range. I make one cool. Other than that, I'm dunking everything. Yep. You know what I mean? And the thing about Giannis's game is still trying to make his teammates around him better, playing with a level of excitement and enthusiasm. And, and lastly, Darvin Ham deserves to be a head coach. As I Let's see about that. Jacoby, you've been heard, hearing me talk about this since the beginning of the season. E-may, uh, so t- coaches that just got with their teams the last couple of years. Monty Williams, Talu, through a domino effect, Ime Adoka. Doing a terrific job. Willie Green. Doing a terrific job. Like, like, like. Darvin Ham will fall into that vein once he get a head coaching job. And I'm happy for Mike Brown, who just got hired for Sacramento. But I need my guy Mark Jackson at some point to get a head coaching job also.
0: We have to move on to some bad news. Game 1 and Game 2 between the Warriors and the Grizzlies were so exciting. Came down to the wire. John Morant played such a big role in them. In Game 3. While they were getting waxed, this play has changed the series. Tyler Jenkins says, John ja Morant, Taylor Jenkins, not likely to play in game four. So
1: if you were able to slow that play down, there is a part of that play where you can see Poole happen to push his um, hip and mm-hmm. pull his knee the opposite way. And there are some forensics that people may try to do sure, to decide that right ultimately right – what led Ja to getting injured. But I think the reason why Ja took down the Broke the Code tweet that he put up is because as somebody that was covering that game, there were multiple plays, in particular one where he tried to contest Klay Thompson in the first half on the right wing. Klay pump faked it. And Ja's knee hit Clay, And after that play, he was holding his knee on that play too. And so – And and lastly, when you're an athlete the way he is, and when you're jumping as often as he is, people underestimate he missed the last nine games with knee soreness. So anything that touches that knee is going to be sore. So it allows us to really know how hurt he's been playing. But before we acknowledge that, I have to say this. How dominant was he before he went out the game? jeez I know they was getting waxed they were getting and waxed. they was losing but in particular without Gary Payton the second like there's nobody they have that can guard John no. nobody nobody
0: nobody but it is worth mentioning that Steph Curry and Jordan Poole and Jordan Poole looked great like they, they they look good they just never stop. they never stop moving ain't it dope that they got Splash Bar- Splash Brothers and Pool mm-hmm. party I know that's dope of course they do it makes so much sense Jalen there's so much more to get to but Before we analyze more NBA, we have to discuss Kendrick Lamar. Bars! And we will do so right after this. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby, Jalen Rose. A long time ago, we decided every day to acknowledge another day that Brittany Griner was detained in Russia. WNBA, season started over the weekend. Griner still in Russia.
1: Each day is too long. 81 is entirely too many. So we here at Jalen
0: and Jacoby want to make sure we wish her a speedy, safe return to the United States. We want her to return to the U.S. Guess who returned to music? Bars! The Heat Part 5. And the video features deep fake technology where he turns into one of the greatest
1: albums of all time. Rest in peace to the late, great Kobe Bryant. He acknowledging OJ, Nipsey Hussle, who you see over my left shoulder. He's he just a genius at what he does. And I appreciate the fact that he's not here to give me a hook or a song mm. or even a couple of records. He's here to give me a book. He's I got to listen to Hendrick's
0: songs like seven Absolutely. times to no even questions. understand them. Classics. Love it, So good. Guy. We'll be
1: back tomorrow, ESPN Legend. 2, 4 p.m., Thank you. Monday through Thank Friday. Thank you. You're far too kind.
0: We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is podcast-exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Jalen Rose, one of the most important things that happened in the Philadelphia-Miami series wasn't the fact that Philadelphia evened it up at 2-2. It was the fact that there was a gentleman. His name's David Kelleher. He owns a car dealership in the Philadelphia area. Game was at 8 o'clock. Mr. Kelleher at front row seats to the game. Mr. Kelleher was caught. TNT cameras asleep during the game action (laughs) in the front row. Now, Jalen, you are two things: a very enthusiastic sports spectator. I've seen you. I've I've seen you have conversations with Terrence Crawford while he is in (laughs) mid-fight. I've also seen you fall asleep in every single plane ride, (laughs) car ride, or movie theater. That you've ever been in. If you have a comfortable seat, you might fall asleep. You might be asleep right now (laughs) while I'm doing this setup. It's been too long. (laughs) Mr. Rose. What up, though? Is it the, I'm so locked in when I'm at the game that I'm screaming the entire time. How could you possibly fall asleep, Jalen Rose? Or is it anytime I get a comfortable seat, catch a couple Z's, power nap, recharge the battery, Jalen Rose?
1: What I thought about my life and schedule is there aren't many times where I'm actually sitting still. Okay. And usually when I am sitting still and I'm in a place like a movie theater where it's dark, the temperature is room, room temperature, got food.
0: Room temperature.
1: Got beverages. You're not allowed to be on the phone. Like, if you think about it, it ain't that many times of the day. Mm. You know, how many times of the day where you're not on the phone or you're not on the computer and so that's one level of me falling asleep the next level of me falling asleep is recharging my battery throughout the day and as a player I used to always take naps and I always planned naps throughout the day so if you and I are about to finish leaving the show and I got a full day and I know that we're about to be in a 30-minute car ride, in my mind, I'm getting 10-15 minutes of sleep. Yeah. That that that's just going to happen. And however, you can't be sleep front row at a playoff front basketball. playoff game. You ain't never seen that you see me in a lot of games uh, you
0: ain't never seen no visuals of me sleep listen it is 2022 so i will say i don't know if he's taking medication or is a narcoleptic no doubt. or whatever no and doubt. all those caveats but if i was a betting man i would bet there might have been some adult beverages before the game but here's the other
1: thing i want to point out though that we can't underestimate probably a hard-working gentleman
0: he got his that own business. Dealership. It's got to be that, his own company. And also, he, he was probably he wasn't asleep the whole game. He was tired. I'm sure, I'm sure someone gave him a little elbow to the ribs and he, you know. I bet he worked that day. On. Yeah, I bet he worked that day. It's Sunday, Mother's Day, I mean, who knows? Always working.
1: Who knows? You got your own business, you always <laughs> Who knows? Shout out to him, though. It, it, it was great. Shout out to him. And, and Philly it, won. I'm happy to see Embiid return under the conditions that he did and for the team to respond the way it did. Like, that's what playoff basketball is about. I'm happy to see how Philly responded. I'm happy to see how the Mavs responded. I want to see if the Celtics going to respond without Middleton against the Bucs. Like, that's what playoff basketball is all about.
0: Yeah, the Philly and the Sun series, when we were sitting in these very chairs on Friday, felt like kind of done deals. You know what I mean? They did kind of feel like done deals. Home team, number one seed. Didn't just take care of business, but kind of, you know, took the pants off the opponent a little bit. You know, I remember going after Luca at the end of game two. Kind of just like, ooh. And, like, the Sixers just, like, didn't look, like, like, competitive against the Heat in game two. Game three and four, completely different story over the weekend on Friday and Sunday.
1: Absolutely. And, again, it always goes back to having him on the team. Giannis and Luca being the guys. And now all of a sudden, when – Benny Smith, Bertans, Denwitty, Brunson, they're all making shots. Team looks a lot different. Teams looks a lot different. And I want to give Jason Kidd a lot of credit, Reggie Bullock also, because uh, they've, they've did things to Chris. We've seen Chris Paul do things versus them that we've never seen happen. Seven turnovers in the first half of the first game on the road. And then... Four fouls in the first half. So they're doing a good job of making him frustrated while competing, but while making him compete defensively. And a couple of those fouls, I want you to pay attention to something. That's Jalen Brunson posting them up. Mm-hmm. So in Chris Paul's mind, this little dude, like, this is this, this thing if you've ever played basketball, just think about it. But Chris Paul is one thing if LeBron James was
0: trying to post him. Up. But, Chris, but Chris Paul, like, he loves getting posted. Correct. Up. He's one of the best post Correct. defenders in the That's NBA. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, so in
1: his mind, I can't believe it's one thing, Luka, you bigger than me? All right, I figured this out. But Jalen Brunson posted me, and he turned around and shoot? I wish I would let you get an offensive rebound over the top of my head. That's what he was thinking. That's exactly what he was thinking. Ain't no way this dude about to get an offensive rebound on me. Posting me, I'm about to go up and snatch this board and get myself going. I'm about to push this thing in transition and get myself going. And so, I want to give the Mavs a lot of credit. Um, I want to shout out the family of CP3, um, the altercation that took place allegedly with the fan. I want to make sure that... um, I just shout CP3 out. I saw his tweets after the game and his social media posts and how he was upset about it and how after he filed out, he acknowledged that somebody, you know, you know, put his hand on his family. As somebody that clearly played a lot of sports and had his family at games all of the time, you know, cheer for your team, cheer against the opponent, but it ain't your time to be putting your hands on somebody.
0: No. And like I said briefly in the television portion, Game 6 is in Dallas, I do not expect Chris Paul to have five points and six fouls back in front of that same crowd.
1: Well, I want you to focus on game five. That's, that's going to happen first. All right, but but that's the second time you brought up the series and thought about how he's going to respond back at Dallas. Mm-hmm. They need him to respond back at Phoenix first. They will. You know what I'm saying? They will. They need him to respond back in Phoenix, and they're going to need to get Mikhail Bridges going. Because it's one thing to be second in the league of defense, a player of the year and a young stud, and we know he's uh, a trending toward being an all-star. But it's another thing when you don't have a chance to guard Luka. Like, going into that game, Luka was shooting 69% against him only. <laughs> you know what
0: I'm saying? <laughs> so, tough. <laughs> yeah. Those numbers get to you. Somehow I know, I'm trying to tell you. Somebody tells that you. That yeah. to you, yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, Mr. Rose. What up, though? F1. Has a Netflix series that I've watched some of with my son. It's a great reality series for like a twenty-four-seven behind the sort of scenes of the league, personalities, the the engineering, the sort of the whole thing. And F one is not extremely popular sport here in America. However, they had a race over the weekend in Miami. All the stars came out. Did you see the video of Michael Jordan and Tom Brady hugging? Dwayne Wade was there. DJ Khaled. We got just just, just a who's Lewis who. Hamilton, David Beckham, a who's who was out there in Miami, and my son is into F1, so I said, "All right, Quincy, let's watch this." I watched the reality show. I like the personalities. I like the reality show. I went to watch the race. Boring. Like I'm sorry, all the F1 fans. I know it's the cool sport to be into right now. It's like I'm, I'm sitting there on the couch, like it's a, it's all at the same time. As the Mavs' sons, okay? Mm. So they both started at 3.30. So I was like, all right, let me and my son have a little quality time here on Mother's Day before we go out to dinner take Mom to dinner. It's just cars going around, dog. It's still just cars going around. When I see celebrities at an event
1: like that one in particular, which is an obvious difference from the Kentucky Derby, the first thing I think about is they're clearly getting paid to be there.
0: You think so? Yeah. Probably it was also it's like, it went so the Kentucky Derby also happened this weekend. We'll talk about Jack Harlow's shoes in a second, but um, for me it's this isn't about the sport. If I go to an NBA playoff game, right, I'm watching every second. Like I'm, not, I'm I might not even go to the bathroom during during the the, the entire game because I'm so locked in on it. But like the Kentucky Derby and the F1 seems like a hang. Like it's it, it might, it's just like oh yeah those cars going around in circles that's happening over there go shopping yeah I, that's happening over we there but I'm really just kind of like hanging out and schmoozing and wearing cool clothes and taking pictures with people for my Instagram feed and and, and and I saw a picture that
1: Tom Brady posted with a couple of those guys and it's just good to see them living their best lives um, in the same place at the same time and I heard about the F1 series that you talked about that's, that's gaining a lot of popularity and stuff like that. And it's good that that sport is kind of getting the love that I'm I'm pretty sure a lot of people want, but let me tell you something that you ignored and I'm pretty sure you can correct me if I'm wrong. Did they create a rule where you can't wear
0: jewelry? I have no idea.
1: Yeah, I believe that, and obviously somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, I believe I saw something to where, uh, I think it was Lewis Hamilton showed up with multiple jewels and multiple watches on to oppose a rule that F1 is instituting against wearing jewelry Google it be a host, Google it
0: what? <laughs> no, he to every know. podcast hey, audience he like, points <laughs> at my phone. It says Google why you it. You see and it says be the host and Google it. No, no. Let me No, tell no, you no. No, t- you got two phones in front of you and you got
1: fingers. But I'm speaking and you didn't know. So I thought when I was speaking, oh, and I was God. saying Oh God. All right, let's be a T. <laughs> when I was speaking and you said the word t- hold on, let me finish. You'll never see me say on TV that I don't know, <laughs> okay? <laughs> because if I'm gonna say I don't know, then they might as well have somebody else up there. You have never, I don't care if it's Get Up, Sports Center, uh JNJ, you never heard me say I don't know. So when you said I don't know, I just knew when I was talking, you was gonna try to find out. That's all I'm saying. Especially if I continued on a story that you didn't know, that we didn't know, that could be wrong. But I believe I'm right. Has anybody
0: done any research? Earrings. That's what I'm being told in my ear. They've asked me to remove earrings.
1: Okay. All jury, sir, is banned. So I'm correct. Thank you, producers in our ear. So no, we, so we need a live and breathe. They're giving and host? me incorrect information and they're giving you correct information.
0: I'm <laughs> a sabotage, dog. No, this is sad. This is sabotage. This is sabotage. I'm being sabotaged. <laughs> no, you're here. not. I was saying <laughs> First, I'm, 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 getting, top of my I'm getting ordered around this by my co host here on my and disrespected. And then I'm being no.
1: sabotaged by the no, producers. No, 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 but here, no, here, here's, here's a full. You brought up F1. Okay, but you didn't tell the entire, and you brought up Lewis Hamilton. No, didn't. But you didn't bring up that they were not letting him wear his jewelry. Oh my! I brought it up.
0: Okay, okay, that's all. Okay,
1: and I assume that that's who that was. And the producers are telling me, ding, 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 ding.
0: I'm correct. I brought it up mainly to say it's the trendy thing to be into now. You know what I mean? It's like it's like the the hot new sport, like poker was 15 years ago or whatever. So I, I tried it. I dipped my toe in the water, and I was like, "This is, this ain't it for me." But this is where it becomes cultural or regional.
1: Not if we can't wear jewelry and earrings. Y'all keeping us out? What do you mean we can't? Why, why can't I drive a car and wear jewels? <laughs> I'm sure they're gonna say. I can safety, play baseball and safe, do it. Safety
0: hazard. You know what I'm saying? Say. Like,
1: I can play football and do it. I don't understand, like, who has a car that has an issue wearing their jewelry while driving it? That don't even make sense. That's literally targeted for people that look like me. That's literally, literally. So instead of me now going to tune in to F1, you know what? Jalen is a new fan. Now I'm about to go check out F1. Now, not going to be able to do it.
0: Well, I tried it. If I can't watch it with my jewels on. I tried it. I see. I see. I'm on my Twitter feed. I see everybody tweeting about but, but, it. But, but, Let me get try to get but, into this. But,
1: but I got to ask you again. This is cultural. Why ain't they tweeting about that? Uh, Jalen. You say you see it on your Twitter feed. You ain't see that?
0: Can we move on, please? Yes, sir. Okay. Also. Somewhat undertonally problematic. Uh Uh-oh. Jack Harlow getting carried over the dirt so he doesn't get his shoes dirty. Jack. 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 Is he the person that took the picture of Lou Will in the strip club? I think so. No, I don't think he took the picture. Yeah, it might have been him. Jack, the optics weren't great. I love his music. The, the, I, you know what? I don't, love the, I don't love the new songs. First class. Like you using a Fergie song? You know what I mean? Like, I, But he's got bars. I like him as an entertainer and a rapper. But the, I, the, it, 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 Am I wrong? So let's talk about... You've seen about the picture, right? The, let's talk about the, the optics
1: of him not getting his shoes dirty. So you have white artist. Yep. Black shoes. Yep. Who's carrying
0: white, them? No, white suit, too. White suit, black shoes. Not tell them who's carrying And to carrying. get over the dirt at the Kentucky Derby, being carried by two gentlemen. How do they look? Suits on. What color? A what blue mean? suit and then a gray what suit. What race are the gentlemen that were carried? Oh, oh, they were black. I believe they a black men.
1: Okay. Got a problem with
0: it. Yeah, that's, that's and, the first and by thing way, I saw.
1: And so here's the thing I want people to know. This is 0% race baiting. It's just about optics. There are certain things that I don't say or do, not because I don't think that it's a big deal. It's because I understand the optics of how others might view it, right? And so if you're Jack Harlow, you have to think, I cannot at a public event have two black dudes carrying me that makes me look privileged because I don't want to get, get my, my
0: shoes dirty, dirty over it, over the dirt track at the Kentucky Derby. Yeah,
1: that just it's just not it's just not yeah. a good look. I usually like sure when you, you get to the other side of the outside. dirt, you can just yeah. grab
0: a napkin and just wipe off the shoe. It's
1: just it's just not a good look and not and and between the refs in the NBA game not knowing who he is and then I believe him taking a picture of Lou Williams In the holy gra... You you guys think the Kentucky Derby something? Let me tell you guys about an institution in the United States. Magic City. You know what I mean? That's an institution. never been to Magic City. You know what I mean? Oh, you
0: you know what? I'm a bad friend. Are we we canceling the show?
1: I'm a bad friend. We've canceling the show? I'm
0: a bad friend.
1: I, I blame me for that. I don't even blame you. I don't even blame you. I blame myself. I blame myself. I'm a bad friend. There's no way we should be friends over a decade, and you shouldn't have been. We to first Medicaid. met at Strokers. We met at Strokers. Very brief interaction in the bathroom. Everyone that's been to Georgia, every person that's been to Atlanta has been to Magic City. I've not. It's literally like I, I, I bet if you had to been do a, a Pink Pony. I bet if you had to do a test experiment of adults over 21 that have been flying into Georgia and, and graced themselves through downtown. I bet 50% of them at some point have been to or eaten from Magic City. That's a real number. I want to try the wings. Well done. I want to try Very the wings. Very well done. I might have I might have Magic's
0: number. I didn't even realize that Magic was a person like that. I just thought I called it Magic City. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's
1: definitely a person. He's a living, breathing human being, and he's a legend. So let me ask you: I wonder if Tom Brady would go to the Kentucky Derby or Magic City if he had the choice.
0: What have you think? seen him? I've seen him at the Kentucky Derby. He's too famous, famous. <laughs> you know, he can't just go to Magic City. He's too famous. You
1: could go famous. with me. I he, his
0: brand is such. Your brand doesn't, doesn't well, suffer you if you know, go I'm to Magic adult. City. I'm an adult. You're an adult? Yeah, I'm an adult. I just Googled it. You are an adult. <laughs> we always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is listening from the people. So, if you call 985-80-Jalen, we will put you on the show just like this. But before we do that, you have to remember that Hot Ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats. My man in the front seat at the Philadelphia 76ers game had a hot ticket. He took a hot nap for a hot second. The hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, you did there. where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats. Life happens live.
1: What up, Jalen and Jacoby? Shout out the Ledge. This is Kyle out in Berkeley, Bay Area. I'm so excited that you guys got Juicy J on the program. He's One of my favorite rappers, but also one of my favorite producers and beat makers. So my question is, what are your guys' favorite rappers who also make ill beats? There have been a lot throughout hip-hop history. A few of my favorites at the current moment are like JPEG Mafia. And, well, you guys fill in the blanks. Who are your favorite rappers slash producers? Love y'all. Keep getting them checks.
0: Okay a great question from Kyle and Berkeley. So, a lot of names come to mind that are both rappers and producers, but not exactly what he has in mind. Because if you were to ask me, like I'd be like, Diddy. You know what I mean? You'd be like, who? Diddy. But Diddy's not in there making beats. You know what I mean? On like the AR 15 or whatever it's called. Right. You know what I mean? So then I say Kanye. Someone who makes beats and raps, elite of both, Kanye producing rap and producing in more of an executive sense Diddy I think there's a distinction in both
1: because a lot of times you're introduced to the human being as one or the other Mm -hmm. so you was introduced to Diddy as a producer you were introduced to Kanye as a producer you were introduced to Dr. Dre as a DJ yeah and they morph themselves into artists.
0: Um, Dr. Dre's a great one. And I mean that's gonna be that's gonna be the top of the mountain.
1: Right? Yeah, exactly. And and then you have the artist who start to figure that I could produce as well. And there's a lot of different distinctions that I wanna point out. Are you taking like uh are you acknowledging the producers that don't write their own rhymes? Are you acknowledging the executives that
0: are producers that don't produce their own beats? Exactly. Like Diddy's not making beats. So like, like yeah. DJ Khaled isn't like spitting 16s. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of different. There's a lot of different sort of categories in the producer slash rapper.
1: So. One of the things that I've done, I have a show that I do every Saturday on Amp Radio at 1 p.m. Eastern, DJ Motown Clown. In the last four weeks, it's funny that the caller asked this question. I've actually saluted DJs and producers. I've done a show yesterday.
0: Two days ago, Saturday. Two Saturday. days ago
1: on Saturday, paying homage to J Dilla, a slum village. So he was an artist, JD, joined a group, Slum Village, became a producer. And before you know it, he producing for Most Deaf, for Common, for so many different artists, Erica Badu, right? And then the week prior, I did the show about DJ Premier, who produces for everybody, but you never really hear him rap. No. You see what I'm saying? Like, you never really hear him rap. I've also done a show on DJ Pete Rock. The Chocolate Boy Wonder. There's times where you've introduced yourself to him as a producer, but he's a part of a group, Pete Rock and CL Smooth.
0: What about the Green Eyed
1: Bandit? And then the Chocolate Boy Wonder. Eric Sermon. Hey, Eric Sermon of EPMD. The exact same thing. So there are a lot of artists slash producers, and that's what's grown the money in the game when each of them decided that I could get money in all of these different um, ways. But then the record label was like, since you getting money in all these different ways, let me introduce something called a 360 deal. Mm-hmm. And that's when artists decided, you know what, if I can, I will be independent. But there are a lot of great producers slash rappers. But if I had to say who's the best, Kanye.
0: Hard to argue with that. I don't like Kanye's recent material. That's just my own personal opinion. But if you talk of catalog for catalog, like, mm-mm. An all-time great producer that's
1: considered an all-time great artist, Kanye. Just, just for
0: argument's sake, I'll put Dr. Dre up against Kanye.
1: Of course. That's why I brought him up. But the one thing that stands out for me with Dre um, is not only him starting as a DJ, but his longevity of being an executive or artist and also people writing his rhymes.
0: Yeah, and he was never just like, I'm going to give you these bars. Here's the Dr. Dre song. And there's a reason the chronic snoop is on every song. But then
1: Kanye, the same thing. Talib Kweli and so many people write rhymes for, for Kanye too. So it's hard for us to distill nowadays um, the, the, the difference between the two. But it has to be Kanye and Dr. Dre.
0: Kyle, appreciate the call. Don't forget, everybody. You can be just like Kyle. Call nine eight five eight zero Jalen. Call in, ask for advice, talk about sports, not sports, work, life, love, anything. Nine eight five eight zero Jalen. We'll be back tomorrow with no dope show. To We're not to done.
1: That. We're not done. Like the Blastmaster Karis one once said, we are not done.
0: Got to